What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuning to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac Cupcakes and stimulating conversations. (laughs) Because it's not just about us anymore. (laughs) We're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. It's a vibe, y'all. It's a whole vibe. (laughs) It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Amen. Okay, yes. I was like, yeah, but I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. <laughs> and we're looking at each other. <laughs> so y'all it's know that good, this is the break that we need. <laughs> it is all to the good. We good. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so as we you have... heard in the beginning, you know, just chill till the next till episode. Till the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we all know, need that break. This this has been quite quite the last past few months, you know. Um, Girl, as we've said in a couple of the last previous episodes, we are about to take that fantastic voyage of a break. <laughs> okay, um, as you can hear, you know, like I've been forgetting stuff. Raquel's in a, a very busy, serious mode right now. We're trying to move and and school and just life in general. You know, and so like, yeah, it's about that time. It's about that time. Yes, but <laughs> that doesn't mean you know that we won't still pop up and stuff. Like tomorrow, um, while we're recording this, so it will be today for you guys that are listening. Depending on when you listen, when this is released, um, will be the Gucci Mane versus Jeezy battle. Yeah. So, yes. so that'll be another opportunity where you'll be able to interact with us on Twitter and all that different stuff. We'll still be doing stuff like that, you know, whenever we have the opportunity or chance to while on break. But we'll just be taking a break as far as like the podcast goes. But, you know, we're always accessible on Instagram and stuff. But, you know, we'll be back in January with regularly scheduled episode new content yes y'all it'll be new content some juicy content like we have been you know dishing it up back and forth so it's 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 gonna be some good stuff y'all it's worth the wait Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth the wait indeed yes 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 um what also is worth the wait is this massage that i'm getting tomorrow shout out to our home girl toby much definitely it's an aromatherapy and stuff i got a little yeah head right now so from these allergies and such so i'm looking forward to smelling all the aromatherapies tomorrow Mm -hmm. and i it's in georgetown so 
I totally wholeheartedly plan to go to uh, get your cupcakes. Yep. mm -hmm, (laughs) Uh huh. You know, so I just had to mention that on the podcast that although I don't have a cupcake right now, I will be ingesting one or two (laughs) tomorrow. Okay. I'm debating (laughs) between um, Georgetown cupcakes because I haven't had Georgetown cupcakes in a very long time. So I'm debating between Georgetown cupcakes. Or um, going to sprinkles, and then you know we are it's not shy when it, it comes to other sweets. So for me, I like a good macaroon every so often. So I am planning to stop at Loterie as well. Loterie, Loterie. I don't know. I'm not a French person. I don't know French. Um, uh, even though I should, uh, for ancestral purposes, but yes. Uh, Lottery, you know, with my horrible accent, we'll be going to Lottery and picking up a couple little, my favorite are the raspberry flavored ones. It's just so flavorful. It has such a, it packs such a punch of flavor and the sweet cookie on top. Um, that tends to be my favorite um, uh, macaroon. And then I like a good like Oreo or s'mores macaroon too. I like those as well. Um, I've had some good ones from this place called Lolly and Pops. I don't know if y'all go to Simon. I think that's in the overall umbrella company name for a lot of the malls out in the DMV. Yeah. Area, mm-hmm. Malls. So that could be like Annapolis, um, you know, different malls. They have a, a store where they always have the person passing out gummy bears or whatever, and then they got the boozy bears in the back. Um, oh them okay yeah 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 they got some good stuff like some good like candies in there low-key and um they have macaroons too and so i like their um oreo macaroons their oreo macaroons are really good so i like passion yes but tomorrow yeah if i go to sprinkles i'm gonna get definitely gonna get my my you know, nonstop, it never fails me, the um, yellow cake with the nice creamy chocolate frosting on top. Definitely will be getting that. Um, or if I go to um, Georgetown Cupcakes, I don't know, I might, I might get a peanut butter joint. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, options. Yeah. Options. Options, indeed. Um I was planning to make like a spiked hot chocolate, but I just said, you know, I just want some water for my palate today. You know, it's good to to stay hydrated, y'all. So ever so often I might have some wine or whatever while we're recording, but I'm starting off with water today. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, especially- I'm sorry, I've, I've been rambling. We have a special guest on today's podcast. Um, it's our homeboy, Nels who is the founder and creator of DC Now Events and just Now Events in general. They have been branching out and expanding. And, you know, with everything going on with um, COVID and the pandemic, you know, things are starting to shut down again. You know, it's good to have conversation with, um, you know, somebody that is a leader in that space and can give insight into what they predict for 2021 with you know concerts and virtual events in general and just you know how they're handling events right now and how they handled it during covid through all the peaks and the valleys of it so 
Um, that is a really good podcast. I mean, really good interview that we're going to get into later. But uh, mm-hmm. first, you know, Kel got to hit us off with the motivational moment. Indeed, indeed. All right. So for this week's motivational moment is by Helen Keller. And it is character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. All right, y'all. Yes. Yes, I love that. We are trying to achieve a lot of our goals and see success in that. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was you that said this last week. Were you the one that was like, I don't know. It might have been related to something that you might have said last week um about like writing down your goals or whatever um or writing down what you want from god maybe not oh, but yeah, like yeah. i heard something in a sermon this past sunday about mm-hmm. that and like how is god going to bless you if you don't share what your goals are or like really figure out what you're trying to get to what what you want to achieve and I know for me personally you know like I told y'all you know me and Dennis went through some traumatic stuff um the other you know like a couple weeks ago and just dealing with healing from that and and I've been feeling like today like today I woke up off of the couch after taking my like second nap and I'm like yo I said to him I feel like it's groundhog day like this this season has been really crazy thus far this fall season it's just been a roller coaster of emotions and highs and lows and it's easy to get lost in that so i'm kind of getting to into last call mode right now um I'm no but i like it back that to R&R, but i just wanted to bring that up before i forgot because i wasn't sure if you had talked about something like that did you i think i did say mention that in um I don't know what it was that we were talking about, but the I do Bible remember. app or something? Yes, that's probably what it was. Okay, that was about that. But I'm glad that you did mention that because um, real quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> since we're going to be gone for a little bit, <laughs> I don't mind expanding on that. Um, relationship with God. I have been really realizing that the relationship that I had in my mind of how it was supposed to be with God is definitely not what it is with me. Mm. So when we think about relationship with God, I think a lot of times I'll speak for myself at least in this, it'd be really surface. But when you're having a relationship with God, like think of it like how you have your intimate relationship with like your partner, it needs to be on that type of level, but deeper. You know what I mean? Like you really do have to share your goals and your wants like lord this is what i want this is the desires of my heart this is what i need this is Mm -hmm. what i'm lacking from you this is what i'm lacking from the world like you got to go into the depths of your Mm -hmm. soul and then give that to him and put that on him and you know just just watch how he listens and guides you it it just I'm, i'm learning about the relationship that i have with god now more and more every day yes I, I love that. It's so true. You you really have to, uh, I've learned that before and I still haven't really, I know I could do better. I know right. the stronger the bond is between you and God, the more you know when, you're he- when you hear his voice. I've heard that before in sermons too. Like, mm-hmm. you know that when you, your boyfriend calls you on the phone, if he just says, hey, you know it's him. Like, even if you don't see the name on the phone. Um, when you pick up the phone and you hear him say, Hey, you know, what you want to eat or whatever, 
you know it's it's bay. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we don't know when God is talking. We can't decipher when God is talking to us and when someone, you know, it might be the other talking to us <laughs> or it might be our own brain, like, you know, our own conscious. Like yeah, like the deeper and closer you get with God, the the more the more you strengthen that relationship, like the, the examples that Kel gave, um, the better you are going to be able to decipher when it's him giving you a message or giving you guidance. And yeah, that's definitely something I want to, I will continue throughout life to try and strengthen. Indeed. Um, But yeah, after that serious note, let's get into this ratchetness and righteousness. All right now. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You gotta be equally yoked with both. Okay guys, buckle up because we're going in. I got a good list here because we're going to be gone for a little bit. So I feel like some of these things are going to bleed into 2021, you know, to January. So we'll see where we land in 2021 with some of these things. All right. So making the stallion. Um, So she was just given um, the cover of GQ and she was listed um, she as the uh, rapper of the year. And so there was a lot that came out of these interviews, um, this interview that she did with GQ. I even just watched a cute little video that she did um, where she was just talking about um, people that were saying stuff to her on the internet and she was responding to them and she was being her regular Megan Thee Stallion self, being a very unproblematic joking around with them, answering their questions and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, I just really like that girl. Like, you know, I don't know her personally, of course, but it's just like people be, I feel like people took this whole situation with her and Tori and just really like with any celebrity that is well liked, the moment they find some little flaw or they find something that might not be, might not curl all the way over, it's like, oh, yo, you can't be trusted or, or you know, trying to villainize. I feel like they're trying to villainize her. Um, and that's just me personally, like, I feel like she's still the same chick, like looking at that GQ little video that she did, you know, unless she's a demon in sheep's clothing that we don't know about, you know, hey, I wouldn't know. Like she's still that same chick that everybody loved for being unproblematic, having all the rap rapper girls come to her little release parties, make, making people drive the boat and stuff like that. Like she's still that same kind of personality. So, um, you know, I'm just wishing her the best. But yeah, she was named uh, GQ's Rapper of the Year. And she did talk about what happened between her and Tory Lanez. Um, She did mention that Tory Lanez um, offered her and her friend Kelsey money to, um, you know, stay stay quiet about what happened. Well, with all that said, it looks like as if Tory Lanez has pled not guilty in the Megan Thee Stallion shooting. Um, Though Tory was not present in court this morning, the shade room was there. When Tory entered his plea via the attorney, um, I did see the video of the attorney where she was going off about, you know, as respectfully as possible with the uh, (laughs) judge there. She was going back and forth with the judge about the fact that um, 
basically she felt Meg was making it harder for Tori to um, not be involved. In fact, I'll just read exactly what she said instead of trying to whittle it down. Paraphrase. Yeah, she did say it's <laughs> extremely hard for him to read these things about himself that he fucking did. Why? Because he's a pathological liar. But uh, <laughs> Tori was not present when the attorney entered his plea, um, but she did have a few things to say um, about the protection order against her client. Um, Sean Holly inquired about the order of protection. That is her. That is the name of the attorney um, against her client, noting that Tori and Megan are both public figures and that it's difficult to understand the parameters surrounding the order when she alleged um, when the alleged victim is able to speak about it and Tori um, and the shooting publicly. And of course, she was referring to the GQ article. Um, where Megan was labeled as the rapper of the year. Um, and then on The Breakfast Club uh, yesterday, I believe it was, they were commenting on the fact that Meg was supposed to come to The Breakfast Club, but um, at first it sounded like Charlemagne and Envy were beefing, not beefing, but like were calling out Megan for like allowing GQ to ask her those questions. But the fact that she had it listed on her thing for them to not ask her a bunch of questions. They just wanted her to have, they just, she just wanted to have questions from them about the Good News album that's coming out and her GQ, you know, title and stuff like that. They felt like, oh, you know, we the ones that's been supporting you all this time since you first started and you can't have a conversation with us as, you know, black people but with the white publications and the white media outlets, you can have this conversation about the shooting, but you don't want to have that conversation with us. And then I did remember hearing Angela Yee say, well, you know, sometimes it's not even the artist. Sometimes it's their label or their PR team that is, you know, pushing that narrative or, and not allowing those questions. And then Charlemagne and Envy did agree. And they said, yeah, that's true because, and that's probably what happened because, they weren't supposed to ask apparently 50 cent in their interview with 50 cent about donald trump and 50 cent brought up the conversation about donald trump so lots of miscommunication going on um and apparently it got that like clip from the breakfast club got circulated around i don't know if M megan said anything about it but angelie was definitely there today <laughs> on the breakfast club clearing up the clearing that all up like listen i'm a huge supporter she was like on some like look as far as who i am i support me <laughs> you know right. and i was the one that said that it wasn't her that did that and it was most likely her label Kelly, right. you you look like you have some thoughts <laughs> i mean honestly yeah i think i don't i don't see i don't think that megan would intentionally be like I'm not going to fuck with my black people's um you know give them the tea and give these white people like I just don't think that that's in her character and I think that you know labels do fuck shit like that all the time like they don't really bang with us for real so um I think it's really trivial to even allow that narrative to expand from on like a a, a wide publication like envy and um What's his name? Uh, 
Charlemagne. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like it's just like why even feed into that? Like she's gone through enough. Why make even more controversies around this? Like she right. let that girl live. Because they salt boots. They salt boots that they didn't, you know, get that opportunity to break that information or whatever that, you know, that he tried to get them to pay. That he tried to, uh, Tory Lane tried to pay, you know, for her to stay quiet and shit. You know, so it is what it is. It's, it's a rat race. And, and another thing, mm-hmm. I feel like also it's really kind of, it's even more stupid because I, when I think from a journalist perspective, Envy, I'll speak on Envy. Envy is not the one that's breaking journal stories and doing good interviews. So yeah. for him, it's just like, boy, sit your ass down. <laughs> you know? And Charlemagne, you were getting a pass, a, a slight pass, not not even a real pass, because you still do this. You, you're not on that same tip either. But yeah, I'll give you a little bit more of a pass for what you have done in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... We don't know what's going to happen. I think everybody's pretty much tired of this whole thing with Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want her to be able to move on and heal properly. And, you know, like I've talked about with you on, on stuff with myself, I'm a sharer. So maybe, you know, it helps for her to share even something as traumatic as that. So, you know, I, I hope that they're able to move on. And it seems like she's trying to move on with this new album. She got this new um uh jeans line with fashion nova and shit and so you know she just and it's given really cute uh more than a woman Aaliyah vibes with the advertising they're on the bikes and they got no shirts on but the jeans are like really form-fitting and kind of flare at the bottom so it just and the sleek hair and stuff and all I could hear was the beat like they didn't have that song playing but it's definitely giving more than a woman video vibes in the advertising so like i still know the whole routine to that video yes yes contrary to popular belief i think megan is trying to move past this shit it's just everybody that gets the chance to talk to her is going to ask her that question. Right. And they might, you know, GQ might have just caught her on the right day, you know, and she said, fuck it. <laughs> you know, speaking of fuck it, this nigga Lil Wayne <laughs> all right, has been charged with possession of a firearm and ammunition, and he could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Now, I'm sure that Wayne did not, since he is um, a felon, I know that he most likely did not vote, uh, just like Lil Pimp or Lil Pip. What was that nigga? Such mm-hmm. a fucking girl. girl. Little I Pump. Love it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever his name is. I, I'm blanking right now, and he's not worth even talking about because that nigga. I think it is Lil Pump. Yeah. Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Yes. Lil Pump didn't even pump his ass over to the damn, uh, you know, polls. So, nigga didn't even vote. But um, we don't know what his his motive was. Probably just to get some change. Because 50 Cent said that they was offering money, you know, to him for the Donald Trump endorsement. Um, but perhaps maybe some of this was, um, you know kind of the motive for Lil Wayne standing with Trump might have been for this impending uh, charge that was Case. coming his way. Yep. But it clearly didn't help. 
you know and that's a typical like i've seen this in movies before where when the plans fall through that white man gonna leave you holding the bag like hey mm-hmm. we didn't win bitch so <laughs> it's what it right is. and even if they did win <laughs> right it's politics sorry it wouldn't it's look politics. good for my image right 50 cent posted <laughs> the same picture of Lil Wayne and said, wait a minute, Trump still got 63 days left. Call him, Wayne, get that fool on the phone. They're going to try to put you in jail for supporting Trump. ABC for life tomorrow. You know, this thing always got to (laughs) promote. He is the master of that. You know, he gets on my nerves, but 50 Cent is the master of that shit. Side note, I will be watching Power when it comes back, as corny as it is, but it's coming back in December so I'm looking forward to that uh so prayers up for Wayne and his disintegrated brain um (laughs) Takashi 69 has a documentary on Hulu or rather there's a documentary on Hulu about Takashi 69 um and it's called the sock 69 the saga of Danny Hernandez and um I don't know, yeah, also called Six Nine Saga. And you know what? I I didn't learn much from this other than the fact that that you know, I really wanted to know like what was the involvement of the bloods, like really getting involved with this nigga and stuff. And you know, apparently since the beginning of his career or him trying to make it big, he's always been about clout chasing. He's always been about like making waves on the internet and getting a lot of eyes so he always has done stuff for um you know clout um since the beginning like his hair doing stuff with girls on camera um his videos like the clothes he started out like with designing clothes and stuff that would say stuff like hiv on the on the jersey you know how you have a big ass jersey and you have the right. on the back of it like on a football jersey it would say like hiv and then it would say six nine on it and stuff, <laughs> and, and or it would say pussy on one part of it, and on the back of the shirt it would say eater. You know, he he always was doing wild shit just to like get get attention. And so that explains some of his history. I did not know that song Gummo was actually about um, what's that got trippy red because him and Trippy Bread had a falling out because when the stuff came out about 6ix9ine being involved with that young 13-year-old girl being arrested, I mean, excuse me, not arrested, being gang raped, um, whether it was consensual or not, I can't remember, but, you know, regardless, she was 13, so um, he was there, he recorded it and stuff, and so Trippy Red had said, you know, we distancing ourselves from this, you know, that, that fuck shit, we don't deal with weirdos and stuff like that and that was six nines kind of gateway into the industry so he got mad and he recorded that song gummo and it blew up and he actually had just started like befriending and being welcomed by the treyway um gang members in brooklyn and so he like this nigga like apparently he went to the the liquor store the corner store and bought the bandanas for them to wear because like people were talking in the documentary like yo like this isn't even something that brooklyn like bloods do they don't walk around wearing like red bandanas 
like making shit <laughs> hot for themselves. And I was like, yo, this is so mind boggling. Like what was, what was the point of them supporting this nigga? And, and, you know, they said he was a different person off camera, you know, before, you know, eventually he started to basically become six, nine on and off camera because after a while it's like, why switch back and he forth? Is one guy right. But uh, you know, they what I did hear or find out is that they did start a um a line, not a line, excuse me, a um record company. And so they was trying to like use him to boost that, but then shit just went left, went wild, he snitched when they tried to um kidnap him because he was just like starting beef between people and leaving people that were there from the beginning out of shit. It was just like, wow. So, okay, I guess I did watch all of it. Because <laughs> at first when Dennis put it on, I was like, I'm not watching this shit. And then somehow I got sucked in. Um, but yeah, the biggest takeaway I had was that Gummo was actually about Trippy Red. <laughs> and that's the only 6 9 song I ever liked anyway, to be honest. I never even heard of it, girl. Um, oh. That's that one. Got the stiffy nigga. Pull up with the stiffy nigga. I don't know, not one six to nine song. I couldn't name it. I couldn't um, name it. That that's I didn't even know about the whole rape situation. <laughs> that's the one that like when he first came out. Well, not when he first came out, because apparently this nigga been actually rapping since like 2015 and he had like um fans and stuff and, and shows and like I don't know if it was Switzerland or one of them European mm. countries and stuff like back in seven, 2017. It's just wild shit. But basically he blew up off of the Gummo song. Mm. And that was like the only song that I like really was like, oh, this is actually fire. I always thought he was a weirdo. I always had a bad vibe about him. But that song was like the beginning of him actually like blowing up to the masses that was like his first like hit and then after that came the Nicki Minaj songs and all that other all that other stuff and then of course all the drama that he got involved with but the jokes on him because he did not want to be a part of that documentary and in the end they ended up using his his likeness anyway to do the documentary so (laughs) um speaking of music oh girl your boy DJ Luke Nasty has committed the ultimate blasphemy. He has <laughs> created a tune. Well, a hypersexual twerk tune, as I wrote down here. Sampling Kirk Franklin's Melodies from Heaven. Look at look at the cover, Kel. Look at the cover. I know. <laughs> Did he get permission to do like I just cannot see Franklin? Like Kirk, did you really get his man permission to to do melodies from heaven? (laughs) Yo, like people was like, I know Kirk Franklin did not clear this sample. Okay, like (laughs) people was saying in the comments, Saints quit judging and just appreciate this sinful bop. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, wow. this is a class. 
they probably got plies and was like, oh, it's close enough, you know. I I just cannot see Kurt clearing this. Nah, like you, what you're not gonna do is honestly <laughs> pick another tune. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I don't want to hear this in anybody's strip club. Like they, now, you know they are though. If they dropping it over really, Jesus, you know they are. All to rebuke this and throw holy water on it, like just shut up, okay? Like <laughs> I really need us to come together as a network of Christians, and 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 no, no, we gotta draw the line somewhere, y'all. We gotta draw the yeah. line. Disrespectful. <laughs> Disrespectful. We not doing it. He, the fact that he got the song with the picture of the girl with a, like some cartoon with a, a booty and and a umbrella and dollar bills huh? it's straight Dennis said I couldn't say this but that's niggerish that hard ER that's yep. niggerish that's the niggerish shit that we yep. gotta rebuke. We get no. We cannot accept this as a black community. We really. It's funny right now, but like, come on now. If y'all are really Christians out here, like y'all know that we got enough shit going on, y'all. We cannot. Okay. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. Uh, we can't endorse it. All right. Um, another story of not endorsing. So look, guess what made it to the national media, girl giant yeah. grocery stores okay no what they so done giant did. groceries let me try and put this you might not be able to see it so they did this ad right and in the ad it said let me see it again so so the ad is um for thanksgiving and you know oh. everybody trying to get their little friends givens off and all that different shit you know trying to see if they can meet up with family and you know me and kel are both like mm-mm well, I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to just play what Charlemagne said about it. <laughs> Am I the only one that sees what's wrong with this advertisement? I do. Okay, giant food supermarkets, you didn't read the room. The ad is encouraging people to host holiday parties and entertain guests with spreads of food that people are breathing over, different folks putting their hands in it. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest avenger. But I do know with COVID-19 outbreaks surging around the country, now is not the time to be encouraging folks to host anything, all right? But sometimes you just have to take a step back and you have to look at this as God talking to us through someone's misstep. Okay, see, God got a sense of humor. The giant supermarket ad says, hosting, look, with a question mark, then it says, plan a super spread, letting you know that if you are hosting a Thanksgiving or holiday event, that's all you are really doing is planning a super spread. <laughs> so that's, if, if you guys can hear that, he said that the ad says, hosting, plan a super spread. That's literally the words that is on the ad. And they have like little trays of like little sandwiches and stuff, little, little hors d'oeuvres and stuff to eat, you know, little, little ham hocks and stuff, little pieces of shit. <laughs> just why? Like, no, but that's... I don't understand that. The either. wording, the wording in itself. Hosting, plan a super spread. 
How do you miss the mark the way that you do? How do they continue to miss? Right. (laughs) Like, what what makes you think that this is okay? But you know what? Maybe maybe their headquarters was in Atlanta. Because clearly, those are the only people who did not get the message that COVID is rampant. They just out here partying and doing whatever. Yeah, I need to see where giant grocery stores are located um uh because i know we have them here uh i want to say they're in like all of virginia i want to say Charlemagne said that he does not he did not grow up with grocery stores or whatever he was like oh is that related to stop and shop that's for all our our new york listeners and stuff like that um because that is like they do have a similar look to stop and shop they got the little emblem with the um grocery uh cart the shopping cart or whatever kind of tipped over and then you know whatever like how their little ad looks and they're also that yeah that little see the stop and shop here looks different but when i'm in new york by my grandmother's house like when we drive further into like the long island area i'll see Mm -hmm. stop and shops on the edge of like queens and stuff and mm. it looks like very similar branding to Giant. So I don't know if they're all underneath the same umbrella, umbrella of mm-hmm. grocery people. But either way, <laughs> crazy. So they did. Rep- they did reportedly apologize for you know overlooking. Uh, d- to me, this is this screamed. We already had this ad prepared, and right. we did not go back to the drawing board. But when did you have that ad prepared? Because we've been stuck in there. We've been stuck in COVID for eight months now. When did you have this ad prepared? No. Okay. No. I I just went in Wegmans. They already got some Christmas stuff up. They already having the language around. I'm saying language. Just me and my marketing nerdiness. They're already having like the messaging around like, hey, you know, make it a, a safe but it, it can be safe, but it can still be home, you know, like, you know, a nice Thanksgiving and stuff like that. I'm seeing commercials with people talking about different ways for you to do Thanksgiving online with each other, cooking one dish or whatever. Like, the, I saw, I actually heard this on a podcast. Some guy was, oh, the Joe Budden podcast. Um, Parks was talking about how him and his family saw something where everybody could like share recipes and then you all like cook a smaller version you know of that recipe and then get on zoom or whatever so everybody kind of feels like oh we're all the same food you You know blah 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 everybody just trying to find a way to make it work but clearly Brian didn't take the time out did not (laughs) take the damn time out (laughs) I cannot so speaking of taking the time out the latest restrictions um you know, things are starting to shut down, y'all, just like we thought they would. Um, so out here, at least in the DMV, and specifically from Maryland, um, we have seen Larry Hogan, Governor Larry Hogan, um, do statewide restrictions. Um, he's returned the indoor restaurant service to 50% capacity, down from 75%. So I think we're at like stage two um it was stage one and then it went back to stage two like within a day which i'm like what in the typo like what does this can even we mean just, <laughs> can we right. stop playing these games so i'm gonna get back to playing the games in a second he also strongly discouraged gatherings of more than 25 people and travel to states 
with similarly surging COVID-19 metrics. Hogan ordered most state workers back to telework and urged private businesses to find ways to keep operating with fewer employees together at one time. And several jurisdictions have been tightened and restrictions further. Um, and so for at least most of the people, you know, like me and Kel live in PG County. Um, Starting at 5 p.m. on Sunday, restaurants will be limited to a 25% capacity. So I guess we are going back to the, the you know, the first one, the first level um, down from 50%. No more than 25 people will be permitted to gather outdoors and no more than 10 indoors. Gyms and bowling alleys will be at 25% capacity but large retail stores will still be a allowed to operate at 50% capacity and everyone is to wear masks outdoors unless exercising. I am not mad at that. He also said these weeks and months ahead are going to be very difficult with more and more people getting infected, being hospitalized and losing their lives. Our collective actions will now now will determine what further steps will be needed. Um, with case rates and hospitalization excuse me hospitalization numbers climbing statewide, Hogan tightened the coronavirus restrictions to you know what we basically just shared. Yeah, <laughs> so, y'all gotta be safe and pay attention, like. It's too cold outside to be outside anyway. So you really can stay in the house. Like, this is the time. Listen, I don't want no tickle in my throat. Like, I had right. choked on something the other day. And you know when you cough too much after choking on something and then your throat be raw after? Mm-hmm. So that just be like, you end up coughing for a while after that. I was so scared. Like, and, I, and it was, it's, it's fucking with your mind because it was like, I know I just choked on something. Why am I imagining that? Right. I have COVID right now because I'm coughing still, you know, like I don't, just the anxiety alone. So I don't even want to have COVID because I don't know where my anxiety, God forbid in the name of Jesus, I don't know where my anxiety could possibly take me if I got, you know, God forbid, you know, when someone has it, I'm not even going to put myself in the scenario right. where someone has it, you know. Let me see. I think I might got some wood. Hold on. there we go i knocked (laughs) yes yes in the name of jesus please cover us all in the blood of jesus christ okay um chicago you know they were one of the first ones to kind of shut everything down in the u.s again go on lockdown i'm hearing um somewhere else is on lockdown i think new jersey like they have an 8 p.m lockdown in fact i could look at my text messages with my cousins where they were talking about it um yeah so oh yeah every town um is doing their own thing uh oh yeah newark is so it's like that's the other weird thing that we were complaining about so newark is on lockdown with a curfew at 8 p.m but other parts of new jersey are still like you know kind of open um i know that my cousin that works in the education field her and her boyfriend they just found out that um, she won't be working tomorrow in the, in, the, in the school, she'll be working remotely. And then his school, he works with older kids um, that are like, I think elementary, but still like, you know, cl- closer to middle school. Right. right. 
they are going to be um, shutting those type of schools down uh, on Monday. And she was saying, yeah, it's going to be for two weeks. And then if the 3%, um, a minimum of two weeks, and if they drop below the 3% COVID rate, then the schools will open again. And I was just like, yo, why even play the game of two weeks? Just like close every rascling right. for six fucking weeks. And right. just let it be beautiful. Like, let us re, you know, like go back to where we was before instead of, you know, playing these games. And I see all these states are doing that. And my cousin, my other cousin was like, so why, like, we're the United States of America. Why can't we all just be on one accord? And I think it's because we're the United States of America. And although we're one country, we are a country of states with different, um, you know, we have laws, statewide laws, and then we have federal laws that cover the entire United States. And we don't have a president in the office right now that's willing to mandate shit across all the states. Right. He's left it up to the, to the states to decide and, and essentially decide everyone's fate in those states. It's just too much. It's it's too much. I know that Biden said that he had like um, this this team, not even a person, and whoever the person of the head of that team, she had planned to do a mandatory. Was it six to nine weeks that she was supposed to be doing a shutdown or something like that? So I think I mean I'm I'm praying that something happens that mandates people to stay their asses in the house since. Telling them to wear a mask is not enough. (laughs) That is the least that people can do. You know, stay stay your ass in the house, do your virtual events, you know, and keep it cute until the vaccine comes. And then, you know, I know everybody, especially black people, be leery of the vaccines. Um, I'm hearing that uh, Moderna is nearly 95% effective in its preliminary an- analysis. I know Pfizer was also like, uh, oh yes, right here, 90% effective. Um, and they're both still going through their trials. So like, come on y'all, like, let's just keep it cute. Let's get through this season. I know it's tough because it's sad because it's daylight savings time. Everybody already hates daylight savings time, but then it's just really hard on people right now. And then on top of that, you have the fact that we are dealing with the holidays without being able to see family and stuff. And But if you want to see family again, like we got to stay safe. You see Jeremiah's in the hospital, right. you know, prayers up for him. Right, and God, COVID, I see you. So yeah, yes. he was in COVID fighting ICU. Yeah, he's, I mean, I mean, I said that backwards, but you know what? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> my man had to be on. He, my man had to be intubated, according to the you know the articles that I read. Like that is no joke. That is the tube going down your throat, y'all. Like what? Maybe happened? they gotta see it. Hmm. Maybe they gotta see it for them to get it. <sighs> I don't want it. Yeah, I don't yeah exactly they want to see it go ahead I, you know i done seen me and kel both seen it for family members and 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 we not trying to feel that you know like we definitely not trying to feel that we're not trying to see that with any more family members due to covid or period but definitely not due to covid 
So it's just like, y'all, come on now. Like, and it's always those people that be like, yo, COVID's real, y'all. Y'all gotta relax. Well, it, it'd be those same people that be the ones in the club. I saw Pretty V, the girl um, that be making Was all that a joke? No, she had it. Oh. Now, I think she's handling it, you know, like her body probably isn't giving her to the point where she had to go to the hospital. It's not giving, you know, intubation levels or whatever. Just like Joe Budden, he he had it and, you know, he didn't have to go to the hospital, but he still, like, said there were moments where he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. That's crazy. And he don't have no real pre-existing ailments. They're saying that what's his name, um, the only thing that he had, um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah is asthma and that's what apparently took it to the next level yeah i hear asthma diabetes um who was the other thing they said all those are um is it inflammatory disease um Mm -hmm. or autoimmune one of the two well inflammatory could be autoimmune so um all those things are considered higher risk of catching covid so that makes sense yeah so it's it's not a game it's not a game y'all i don't know how many different ways you had to be told it like i don't want it at all i don't want it at all in the name of jesus and amen i'm not gonna get it because i'm not fucking with y'all i will continue to do um the virtual stuff the drive-throughs um indoor things that i have to be at i'm just gonna mask up like i have a couple little goings-ons that are coming up this weekend and next weekend and i'm shutting it down after that i like i don't even know what i'm gonna do as far as working out goes because i try indoor videos and oh yeah yeah it didn't work out for me you know um so I, I personally will, you know, if I need to get fat again or whatever, or just eat less, you know, just keep it tight, man. We just don't have to find <laughs> ways. Yoga, whatever. I was going to say yoga. You're, you're like, just find ways to do all those social things you used to do virtually at this point. Like I actually was going to see, I, well, in hindsight, Raquel had way too much going on this week, but I was going to see if we could record the last episode together, but you know what? It just got to get used to this virtual stuff again. Like mm-hmm. just kind of remember how it was, it was dark. It was scary when it happened the last time, but now well, we, we made it through more information. Right. Yes. We know a little more information. So everybody just like go back to the house parties, <laughs> the house party app and, and the zooms and the, the uh what's the oh the facetimes get back onto it because child we need to hold tight so that we can make it to 2021 just try and sacrifice this next ain't much left you know get to 2021 let's see where we are once biden gets into office that's not saying he's gonna resolve it all but just like let's try to get there y'all and um on that note I do want to make sure that we talk about all the wonderful things that you can do virtually. Um, 
and just things to look forward to for next year as far as events go. And so I think this is the perfect time to bring in our wonderful guest. Let's welcome Nels of DC Now Events. Hey. What's up, y'all? I'm Anna. And I'm Kel. And this is, of course, Freaks and Geeks Radio. I said Freaks and Geeks This is exactly why <laughs> we are going on a break, y'all. This is CCC. And a special guest, one of our faves that we've been, you know, rocking with for two. He just reminded us at the beginning of this for two years now. Yes. Time goes by fast. Right. Time was flying, yo. Time is flying. We have C, uh, DC Now Events founder, owner, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm saying it wrong, correct me, but Nels. We got Nels in the house. What's up, Nels? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on with y'all? How y'all feeling? Good. Yes, we as good as it we can be, you know, especially in this COVID area. Okay. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're just going to get right into the nitty gritty and just we want to catch up with you because it's a lot that's happened since the last time we've had you on the podcast. Um, yeah. Now, you guys may have seen us show up on their uh, small biz takeover earlier this fall kind of summertime period which was really cool but since the last time we chatted the world has changed tremendously um you know with covid and everything so i want to know how did uh dc now events adjust and pivot during the beginning of the pandemic until the midsummer when restrictions were relaxed and actually i got a little ahead of myself i also want you to talk about just give our audience a brief refresher of what dc now events is and then let us know how you guys were able to pivot during the pandemic okay well well one i want to say thank you ladies for having uh, us on the platform i've been on you all for two years now time flies um i've loved everything that you all have going on uh, with your platform, um, with you all giving us the opportunity during the early stages of, of the company, that's something that I'm always, always uh, uh, hold dear to my heart. And um, and if it wasn't for you all, um, a lot of the uh, of of our annual events, such as the the, the inaugural uh, rooftop pool party social, the all purple gala, you all played a big part to be able to. Uh, to get the word out there. So yeah, you all gonna have a hard in a DC night event like forever. There we go, there we go. I can't dance, so my elbow's a little bit crooked, so. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. But um, but with that being said, uh, DC night events was launched uh, June 2016. Um, and the whole uh, mission and uh, uh, focus and concept of the uh, company itself is where we make it easy for uh, event goers who are native or tourists that are um, trying to find unique, frugal, family uh, fulfilling events where when they land on our platform, they see the ideal events that we advertise, find and post, and they attend it, they can still feel like a tourist in their hometown, or they can feel at home, away from home when they are visiting any parts of the DMV area like DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So the whole basis is one is to save people time to not have to look for these events 
on their own. Um, even if they do know how to find certain events, um, we are the ones who have a, a keen eye to identify, to vet, and to filter out events that aligns with the everyday um, search that people typically search for when they're looking for something to do. That's something uh, that's free, cost-friendly, uh, from a family standpoint, from, from a friend standpoint, and even from a day standpoint, and, and from a subconscious standpoint, that's the typical search uh, 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 category that event goers typically uh, tend to uh, search, both from a domestic and an international standpoint. And from a B2B standpoint, those are the tar target audience that event planners audience typically falls into when, when they curate or they put their events out there. Um, so that's the whole basis of what DC Now Events does and how we provide value to uh, the community that we serve. We're not a event company. Um, however, we do curate um, our annual event every year, which is our rooftop pool party social, as I was stating earlier, and our uh, all purple gala um, that we're going to be doing 2021. Um, and the whole purpose of those two um, annual events is more so to give back to show um, to show that we we appreciate uh, uh, everybody who has been the the heartbeat of the growth of our startup from day one and, and if it wasn't for the community uh, as a whole both from our online audience to our offline audience we wouldn't be um, in the position that we are right now so our whole slogan itself um, we find we post you enjoy it. That is so dope. Yes, I love that. Um, something that I really, really like, and let me just tell y'all before I even get to the question, I am in my Virgo season bag right now. So okay. that means that I have to have everything organized. And one thing that I noticed is you guys are categorizing each event for your audience and you're planning to do something new called Now Colors. Yes, indeed. Next. Yes, indeed. Tell us more about that. Like, tell us how we can, you know, find out, you know, where we want to go, how we want to be. Give us the scoop. What's the tea? So when when we first started DC Night Events, we basically was just um, putting text um, on on the content of the events that that we found. And over a period of time, as we grew, as as, as we paid attention and we listen to, to the outcries, the feedback of our community as a whole, of them feeling like we post events um, the same day of, or they they suggest, hey, can you guys let us know about events in advance? Um, sometimes um, pe people may not have an idea at the early stage what who, who that event was for. So within a year and a half, we went from just posting the, um, the time and date of the event, the name of the event, to then by 2017, we started to categorize the events with the friends out in, couples out in. Um, early this year of 20, um, 2020, we created a new template before COVID came into play where it was more aesthetically um, I'm appealing when you land on our page, but we felt like um, there was something missing. And I think 
when COVID came into play, it, it, um, it strengthened our creative approach where, where um, our long-term vision is to have the company as a full tech company. We're structuring it to be a tech com- company in itself. So a lot of um, updates, a lot of, um, a lot of um, integration as it pertains to make it easy for people to find things was where the um, idea of now colors came into play. And one of the, one of the um, key factor that influenced and brought now colors to life was, um, was a PR um, um, a, a agency co-founder, her name is Keisha Brewer. She was the one that, um, that sparked the idea and that had proposed like, hey Nels, um, I think um, um, if you guys was was to do this, um, if you guys was to um, create something where people can land on your platform and and they can see the events that that you all post, but from a color code coded standpoint, like for instance, if you post events right now, it's for couples. That that template uh, would be all red, or if it's for friends, it'll be all black. So so she. She she was the one that consulted us and 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 uh, sparked the plug in our ear, and we basically took that um, um, vital creative information that she shared with us, and we uh, put everything into play within two weeks, and we had to bring bring it to life. And the whole basis of now colors is where it's a search engine with all the search engine when people land on our, our page, which means that. If we post events for couples, friends, and so forth, you now can identify the events not just from a tech standpoint, but from a color coded standpoint to make it easy for you to know uh, that I don't have to read the, the the text. I can just look and know that red means couples, this and that, and now you all can plan your your outing, your date, um, 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 things with your friends or your your family in a more uh, structured way. You know what's really cool about that? Um, I know that a lot of my single friends, whenever we used to go before we were in this COVID situation, will go out and they'd be like, oh, I hate that we're going out and this is all a couple event. So I think this is like perfect for that specific demographic because I know how it feels when I was single too. Like I ain't trying to go nowhere where everybody is husbands and wives and I'm trying to meet my husband or wife. So that was... <laughs> I think that was like something that's really, really big for um, to knowing like who all over there. Right, right, and and now colors in itself is one of our biggest update that we are going to roll out within the next week to to, to come, um, and it's going to change the scope of how people um, uh, find, identify, and share the ideal events that we post on our page across all boards, across all the cities that we branch into. Because the company is actually called Now Events. Under the Now Events umbrella is the different divisions of the cities that we're going to branch into. DC Now Events, um, Philly Now Events that that we're going to uh, branch into at the end of this year, early next spring, and uh, more cities. And then once we uh, have a more uh, uh, ideal uh, uh, map of the, the top five cities that we um, branch into, we're going to create the actual app 
to funnel everything, to funnel all the cities and states in the U.S. into that one app. Yeah, I I was going to ask about that later too, um, but I really like the the color coding option as well because um, everything is about simplification when it comes to digital right now. But um, kind of going back again um, to like this year and you know predicting the future for next year, how do you compare the rollouts and services pre-pandemic to now? and um the unpredictable future of 2021 so like, how the do you feel like it's going to be for next year for you guys um tougher easier like with us I not knowing what's going on with the virus as far as I, events go um the good the good thing about the good thing about how we build the company we had a 10-year plan when when we built a company in 2016. So we structured the company, one, from a monopoly standpoint, two, from any recession or um, um, pandemic proof, which means that because we're the hub for people to discover what to do, regardless if people cannot go out, people have pivoted their events from a virtual standpoint. So it's actually even more events happening now from the virtual realm than it was from the on-site realm. And regardless of virtual platform, people still need their events to be seen. They still need their information to be retained. And they still need the number one thing, they still need advertisement. So the pandemic in itself actually had put our company at a higher forefront even more because people are now forced to contact us to get their content and and their events seen from a virtual standpoint so that's interesting that you're saying that i i'm gonna be honest with you like maybe it's just me don't know if any of the listeners out there feel the same but I'm a little bit of virtual fatigue. So how do you feel about virtual events? Like, do you feel like it's kind of like you're over it after a while? Like we're looking at the computers all day long. Our eyes are feeling like they're starting to bleed. We're starting to feel like we're losing, you know, a sense of that, that, that touch social that you want to be like, I want to be out and reach out and touch someone's hand, you know? So do you think, you know, how do you feel about it? I'll let you answer that first. So, so uh, when it comes to virtual events, most people don't know it, but before COVID came into play, people were still doing vir- virtual events at the time. Now, it was not as um, how, how it is now, but the reason why virtual events will stick around for um, a long time, e- even when COVID comes to to an end, which I hope it can speed up and come to an end, is because virtual events solve a very, very critical and crucial problem that we solve, which is to save you time. To save you time where you don't have to um, take all these steps to leave your, your house to go to an event. You can be in the comfort of your home, with your family, by yourself, um, with your kayak, um, and just um just just enjoy 
the information that's being shared that still you know that you can come back and replay it, save it, or engage in ways that you can feel comfortable from your, your phone or in, in the comfort of your, your, your home. So you may have certain people who may feel like, oh, it, it's virtual events. There's so many virtual events, but there's also a large sector of people, they, they, they may not be concerned about the influx of the amount of virtual events, but they're more so concerned about how much time it saves them. So it's the convenience. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Do you think that they will stay have like staying power in the future? Like when it comes to conferences yes, and, and concerts? Yeah, yeah. Because now, because now I always say when your back is against the wall and there's no option or there's no perceived of options, mm -hmm. um, it forces you to come out of your comfort zone. So now when, when, when you're forced to come out, out of your comfort zone, you tap into creative um, um, parts of your brain, creative, creative part of your confidence in itself that you may have never knew that, that you had when you was at a place where you was content, you was comfortable, or you felt like um, there was no, um, there was no uh, pressure being put on you. So with that being said, because the current uh, pandemic that we're in right now, people are now can break the virtual structure in many different tiers on top of the um, on top of the on-site event. So now, when pan pandemic comes to an end, you you can do an on-site event and you can do a a, a vir virtual event and you can also charge people who wants to uh, rent that virtual event, lease, uh, uh, pay full in that virtual event. Uh, depending on the influence that you have, you, you can even license your, your virtual events to different sectors of field like schools and so forth. Um, you can also even stream live your virtual events. So now you can sell tickets online for on-site, you can sell tickets at the door, and you can also incorporate people who still, uh, uh, that 40% of group of people who, who still are apprehensive to come outside, they can still buy tickets online to, uh, to stream, stream it as well. Um, with, with the pandemic, there's so many, many creative people out here who are slowly starting to create their own streaming. So that's something that people can also find and, and and connect next to and align their vir virtual and on on-site events with new up-and-coming streaming streaming platform as well. So, so the vir virtual realm have created a new lane to have more than three to four streams of being able to monetize the curation of the information that you are trying to uh, put out there. So it's interesting that you brought up the price point, um, and I'm sorry, Anne, I know you was going to ask the next question, but I'm glad that you brought that point up. I know that um, working in my nine to five, we've been doing a lot of virtual events, and the company that I work was more so event focused. Um, and what I noticed is what we would pay for it in person is significantly different from what we would pay 
for an online price. So I understand right. the, uh, the fact that you said that now you have more opportunities to streamline it. So is that the message that we want to send to um, all of the people who are interested in, who are based in events, is to think about how to make more micro steps, uh, micro monetization versus having one big money pocket. Yes, because before COVID came, came into play, we was only focusing on a specific group of people who went out, which was people who wanted to get out the damn house. And the problem with that was that we neglected the 5%, the 20%, the 3% of other people who may have jobs, who may got off work late, who, who may have a family, who may have the kids. Um, we, we neglected or, or we felt that we didn't need to put our attention on them. And now with us being in, in the current uh, uh, climate that we're in, we're forced to uh, pay a, a, a attention and to um, empathize in all of those lanes. Wow. It's just, I'm sorry, I'm still here kind of, my mind is still kind of blown with how far we've come uh, <laughs> during this pandemic. And, you know, um, I, I look forward to the days when we can reconnect. But, you know, I was just asking uh, my husband the other day, like, what was your favorite, like, um, the big thing now, as we all know, is, um, what is it called again? Versus, right? Okay. So, like, that's like our own little private concerts, um, yes. going back to what Kel had mentioned earlier. And I was like, what was your favorite one? And it was, we both agreed that we loved the Bounty Killer and um, Beanie Man one because it made you really feel like you was at a show or whatever. And so I do, although I do look forward to us all being together again, um, safely, of course, yeah. Um, not like ATL where they're doing the most, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I do, I do think that there is a space for some of these virtual events that will continue, um, after COVID, like you said. So you did touch on this. This is our last question. You did touch on this a little earlier, but, um, can you expand on like what you guys have planned for, um, what well, what you can share at the moment on expanding your locations um i know you mentioned philly i know we've talked about that before so like let us give us the tea give us a little tea okay um one of the few big things that we're focusing on right now is to um open up our official headquarters um office space uh next year of fall time um the headquarters office space is going to create a lot of career and job opportunity for individuals who are in tech, HR, um, sales, um, just just a whole realm of um, corporate career type roles that will be able to um, 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 strengthen and grow uh, the company, and then also be able to find top top talent that can be able to give back and, and to strengthen the the area that we are currently based at right now. And um, the, main, um, the main thing that we've had um, incorporated since pan pandemic came into play was our COVID relief um, initiative that we launched in um, April. And 
from April till July or August, we um, we donated up to twenty five hundred bucks to um to um um, um events from a so social standpoint, from from a protest standpoint, and just from a overall um our, our online community standpoint where where we had did a cash app giveaway um we we uh we sponsor sponsor a um a, a sit sit in protest at the supreme court in uh in collaboration with udc um black student law um so 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 with those structures that we put into play it also um it also had uh, highlighted the um, the 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 social reach and 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 the concerns that that our company has always been built on since since we uh, launched our sponsorship program in 2017 of um, of February. And the sponsorship program at the early stage was where events that we thought had a great cause aligned with our overall goals and aligned with our platform. We came on board and said, hey, um, we like everything about your event. It aligns with our platform. Um, the fees that, that we would normally charge to advertise, we'll waive those fees and we'll come on board and sponsor it from an advertising standpoint and, and give you all that extra push and also to be able to Kind of consult you in ways that you may not have known of, or probably might might not have thought about. And in exchange of us sponsoring your event, um, um, a, mem a member of our team will have to go to the event and to speak. And just from that conversion sponsorship program strategy we launched since 2017, that has been the the real reason why the company has took off so fast. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, now our time has come to an end, unfortunately, virtually, but, um, you know, we just want to make sure that we cover anything that we missed out on. Of course, tell them where they can follow um, DC Now Events blog. We didn't even get into the blog. Can you? Can you yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hit that real quick. So so uh the platform is called blog blog events now um it's a it's a, a division of dc now events i mean it, it it's a division of dc now events in itself but the whole uh the, the whole premise of blog events now we launched blog events now in 2018 of springtime and it's the complete opposite of DC9 events in the sense that with DC9 events, you land on our platform to look for something to do or find something to do. With blog events now, we review missed events that people did not have the time to attend and events in the sense of um, from, from, a, from a social standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, or just overall um, events that align with, um, with, with people wanting to uh, 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 touch base to find out how, how that event goes. From a business standpoint, blog events is very helpful because we, we, send, our, um, we send our writers at the ideal events for, for, for them to check out and to come back to write, write about those events. And if you're a person 
or a company or a brand who have a business of its own and you land on our platform to read about how that miss event was we uh we tag and and we redirect you to the individual the company that was in charge of that event and if, if, if that that event that you read 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 about on blog events not aligned with with your platform or your brand you now can contact them to see or to learn more about how how you two can partner up so so with like like i said we're we build a now events company in a monopoly standpoint because blog events now is our um publishing platform which the vision and goal long term around 2025 2026 we're going to turn that into a news station and compete with like the cnn and the fox five so right now we're focusing on building the audience base first before you build a, um, a, a company, you want to create the value and you want to create your audience base. So by the time you put uh, uh, your main information out there, you, over, you already have the audience that has been skilled and you don't have to go out and beg people to support you. And this is why a lot of people will create an app, but they haven't created the, the, uh, the subscription base first so then when they create the app they have to go beg people to download the app whereas with us we're creating the trust factor we're creating the value first and we're creating the audience so whatever we choose to uh find, finally open up on um, a rest restaurant uh our app um our new station we already have built the audience base first that's one thing you can't say about nails like you he knows his stuff okay y'all like he's <laughs> very knowledgeable well nails tell uh, everybody that's listening where they can find um you if you'd like as well as um of course all of the now events uh accounts and social mediums so so for now um you you can follow us across all our social media platform um for dc now events uh it's spelled dc now n-o-w e-v-n-t-s some people may not know how to spell that well so spell out um um we're on linkedin facebook instagram snapchat youtube twitter um um for individuals who are trying to uh be a part of the team we're going to be uh, hiring interns in the next few weeks. You you can let, you can visit us on our internship site at internship.dc9events.com. We have all the internship roles. Um, you can upload your resume straight from the site, um, and and it will come to our um, our our um, email. Um, if you want to inquire about um, any advertising for us, our advertising rate starts at ten bucks. And it can go up, but we just want to focus on the ten dollars part. Um, you can send us an email at sales at dc9events.com. If you want to uh, book us for any interviews, you can email our public relations specialist. Her name is Deja at Deja at dc9events.com. Um, for any partnership, you can email us at partnership at dc9events.com or for general inquiries questions you can email us at info at dc9events.com love it <laughs> i gotta remember all these damn emails yeah right. man, you got it you got it on lock well kelly you want to take us out 
big things popping yes so we definitely you know just want to say thank you again um we hope to partner up with you very very soon post, yes, you know well, well not even post COVID. i feel like we can we can figure out something virtually we yeah talk especially offline. with some of those ideas we have in mind kel you know like yeah. we've been working on this card game so you know okay. once we get that okay. together that i think that would be the perfect fit you know game. yes Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we will be chatting soon. Make sure you follow Nels at DC Now Events on yes, all the indeed. social media welcomes. And we will see you guys next season. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, you for, for having us, man. All right. Always. Well, that made me feel a lot better about what we have to look forward to with events. Um, coming up this year and next year uh, again like we said right before the interview it's all about you know just pacing ourselves and and just re and also I like the conversations around rethinking stuff like let's just rethink and reimagine all of the events that we like to do and stuff like that and um, look forward to next year and you know, see what may change and what may stay the same. But speaking of changes and um, staying the same, that wasn't a great uh, (laughs) (laughs) transition. Y'all know I be trying with these transitions. But we got our lovely Kel up next with the philanthropy highlight. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. All right, y'all. So for this philanthropy highlight, we are highlighting She Matters. She Matters is an offline and online community for Black women who experience postpartum anxiety and depression. This was birthed by, I believe her name was Jade. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the last name was. But Jade has had some troubles and this i know we have talked about this before on our previous podcast when we did um the black birthing experience and far too often we don't share enough about what that trauma happens to our bodies and all the changes that we go through so jade saw the call she saw that you know we didn't have that community that a lot of other people do, and especially in the black community, we we don't talk often enough. We just tell we figure that they'll just power through and work through it because they had to because it's a, it's a learned behavior. Like this is just something that you know you got to figure out on your own, and this is not something that you have to figure out on your own. This is something that you can have a community and have someone to talk to and um, work through that with. So she has created something called She Matters. And find out more about like how you can be involved or how you can, you know, find a community or find a resource for someone who actually cares about your black mental health, <coughs> excuse me, due to your postpartum or just any anxieties that you may have. Check out shematters.io. Yes, I love it, Kel, and bless you. I don't know Thank if that you. was a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a combination. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the combo joints. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I loved um, that philanthropy highlight because I know I could personally use it. Um, and uh, I just, man, the Lord just keeps 
presenting me with these opportunities for therapy right um, so <laughs> now i just need the money <laughs> to pay for said therapy so and that i think part. hers is offered at a very low discounted rate or possibly free i need to don't don't quote me y'all but um i think there was something to that so i'm gonna look into that too personally while we're on this break but yes girl yes, let's y'all. get, get your therapy <laughs> huh i said yes y'all get your therapy yes yes all right and <laughs> yes y'all can do that y'all can schedule it for the same time that you usually listen to the podcast mm-hmm. while we're gone you know mm-hmm. get your little therapy for the next month or so okay yeah uh, <laughs> in the meantime though we're gonna get into our last call i'd like to propose a toast i said toast motherfucker so like we said before we're gonna chill to the next episode and we want to make sure that you guys remember to always check on your strong friends that is our last call for this week um we are reminding you to do so it's getting darker outside and it's getting darker in some people's brains and hearts okay y'all you know a lot of people getting robbed and 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 shot at and stuff like you know people trying to come up like people are struggling out here financially um you know people are getting sick again uh you know because they just said what's his name um little boosie got shot in the leg and robbed Uh um uh, people that follow this band this group called griselda um west side gun uh benny and conway uh so the guy benny he got shot in the leg in texas too uh, both of these things happen in Texas, but you know, we all know King Von just got shot, killed, dead, God rest his soul. Um, you know, it's people are hurting out here and there's a lot of evil floating around. And so um, on top of that, just seasonal depression. And yeah, general. seasonal depression, life, stress, you know. So we got to look out for our strong friends, like make sure that you check up on them, do all those things that we talked about before um, the interview with, uh, you know, trying to get back into that virtual mindset of, um, you know, all those different apps that you can use to connect with your friends and see their faces, you know, see if they're really okay. Try to do a little more voice memos, a little more phone conversations with people um, just to hear and feel them out and see how they're really doing. Because, you know, Instagram and Facebook are, um, highlight reels they're not necessarily reality right you know people aren't most people it's not saying all but most people don't tend to post when they're crying and when they're sad uh-huh. so you know even if you have a friend that posts a lot and you notice they stop posting so much you know just check in say hello you know you never know what somebody is going it's going it. through and sometimes even if you're going through something rough you don't know if your friend is going through something rougher and y'all can just lean on each other uh-huh. so that that is basically what my last call is for y'all while we are gone check on all your strong friends we'll be checking on y'all too you know um who knows we may do a, a ig live you know, a couple here and there when th- and things closer to the, like the ho- the Christmas holiday and stuff like that, when stuff slows down for, with school for Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we, we're definitely looking forward to celebrating going into 2021 healthy 
and reinvigorated and excited to do more stuff for CCC. But in the meantime, you know where you can always check us. You can hit us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, Like we said, tomorrow, aka today, when y'all are listening, (laughs) will be the Jeezy, uh, Young Jeezy versus Gucci Man versus and child, even that, I'm trying to protect my peace. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> because Gucci Man been going a little hard in the comments. And I'm just like, mm, you know, the memes uh-huh. and stuff. I just want peace. I'm not trying to see no kind of wrecking on. It's, it's not going to make me laugh like it used to. Like, we really got to protect our peace. We got to call for more peace in our black community and stuff to support each other um we know they got a deep-rooted beef with each other for various reasons and i'm just praying and putting it out there that i pray that this is a a amicable event and that they're just you know trying to hash things up just for the media and that they really are you know in a better more mature uh resolved place with each other right Either way, we'll be on Twitter tomorrow, live tweeting the whole thing. And, um, you know, just prayers up for everybody involved in that tomorrow. Girl. Um, we also will, we still have our merch on set. Uh, yeah. Necessarily. But on, it's for sale <laughs> on, in, uh, not Instagram, excuse me, on our website, cognaccupcakesandconversations.com. Um, if you want to reach out to us and work with us, any kind of uh, ideas that you may have and collabs for next year, or even depending on what it is this year, um, you know, reach out to us at Cognac Cupcakes, well, Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations at gmail.com. Of course, you can see the link on our Instagram page if you just want to hit something and you don't want to spell all them words. <laughs> But anything else, Cal, that you have No, to I think say? you covered everything. Yeah, you covered everything. Right. And we'll so next time. We'll be yeah. around. Y'all won't totally miss us. You know, we'll still be, you know, posting ever so often on Instagram and stuff. Right. And um, you know, we look forward to what's to come in 2021. Send us you guys' um New Year's resolutions um as well. Like we'll probably post something uh closer to that time period but like depending on when you hear this like send it to us on instagram comment you know if you listen to the podcast like what are you looking forward to in 2021 right Um, yeah and i think that's it just look forward to 2021 as best as you can peeps you know the rainbow still hasn't reached its end yet okay keep your heads up Look forward to it. Semicolon, all that good stuff. I'm saying all this because I know some people may be in a dark space. Right. So right. This is not a period. This is a semicolon. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. But until the next episode, we, we out. out. Peace. Smoke weed every day. It's a vibe.